Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the models in the course of this episode. It's set to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new. For some explanations and community rules, remember if you're interested in picks projections and discussion on every single game as well as exclusive access to our discord chat sign up on dub club for under one dollar per day i promise you'll be worth the weight of that money based off of how much more you can make just playing all the extra a grade plays and totals the a plus play of the day and the good discussion that we'll get on the discord talking about other sports it'll definitely be worth your investment Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It does not try to forecast it to a T as a foolish and impossible goal. We'll take a long-term view around here and don't get distracted with weird baseball things, the ups and downs of the season that balance out of the long run but are hard to predict before happening. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to still be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler uh just a, a quick reminder here thinking it's you know worth our while to be reminded of and some of you i'm preaching to the choir on but do shop around for good prices and preferably books that you can bet listed pitchers on that is an option at some of the domestics i don't have a ton of experience with a lot of domestics as most of my life has been in texas here and i've done some travel in other states i've had some more recently but uh until we get fully moved up to indiana later in the year um you know i've only played a little bit on the domestics and i know and i've noticed they're all a little bit different with regards to listed pitchers um that played in really pivotable, pivotably, I don't know, on Thursday with the Astros scratching from Valdez. And it didn't matter in that one. It turned out they still won, but it mattered for the Rockies as well. Um, as we had said on show, maybe take a shot with the Rockies um, with Chase Anderson pitching coin tossy type game. Um, and it did turn out to be a coin tossy type game, but the prediction from the model changed drastically when Connor Siebold was there. So if you if you had an offshore, those are real good about allowing you to bet listed pitchers. If you don't have one, you should at least add one to your arsenal. You don't need more than that. Really, just one of the two that are available in the link in the show description. Either one of those will be good uh, for you, <clears throat> and you would have gotten a refund on that. We had an A grade play on the Diamondbacks. Uh, once we made the once I made the pitching change, and so you know it's just a good reminder. We've already talked about this over on the Discord. Um, so if you're with us on Dub Club, you're already well aware of this. And, and if you're not, just things to be thinking about, and just more benefits to being with us on Dub Club because these are types of conversations and things that we're always talking about. Just trying to make sure that we're always uh, being as smart as possible with our money. Turned out to not matter in the Astros game. I think that was a little fluky though, as I watched that game. Um, the Angels left, I think, 13 men on base. So it worked out either way, backing the Astros, but it was more comforting for me having no action, my you know minus 170, whatever it was, wager that I didn't have to then stress about because uh, you know if the Astros give a bunch of runs like they threatened to do basically all game, I didn't have anything on that, so it wasn't a big deal. 
uh, for me personally. So just things to think about here during baseball season, things that don't apply to any of your other sports as baseball is the only one uh, with the starting pitcher being so pivotal and being part of the wager. You could think hockey would potentially as well, but you know, you don't have that option of hockey betting. You just bet the game. And then if the backup accidentally starts, he accidentally starts, you never really know uh, on something like that, but you have less of those issues as you do with baseball with starting pitchers in baseball, always being moved around. And for, for one reason or another, it seems. I uh, got a great day of Saturday baseball here prepared for you. Five games to talk about before we get to it. Some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. We ask Gala Picks, A grade Moneyline plays will return four units as the risk plus one liquid four. B grades will return three. C grades will return two. Totals are flat bet. You can see all that information on the screen as to proportionally how much I'm wagering on the bigger favorites and bigger dogs uh, to try to hopefully scale us out so we maximize our bankroll. But as always, with regards to scaling the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. 2.10 p.m. Eastern Tigers, the White Sox. Going back to the White Sox here with an A-grade play at minus 156. Dylan Cease versus Michael Lorenzen. Cease has struggled this year. Um... There's no denying that 488 ERA. That is why this is not the A plus play of the day. It is an A grade at this value, but it's not the A plus play of the day just because I cannot uh, escalate this to my level, elevate, escalate. I don't know. I guess both are appropriate um, to my best play of the day, uh, given his struggles. Uh, 488 ERA in the season underlying metrics suggest low to mid fours, which is not, you know, it's probably right around league average. Um, historically, he's been much better than that. It's a good reminder that at this point of the season, the historical data still does matter. It still should be weighted in. If you use just season-to-date metrics and do not consider the historical data, then your predictions are off by more. Um, you know, we saw that on Thursday with Joe Musgrove, right? So Cease can figure it out at any point. He's still a good pitcher, I think, but he's been so average this year that you have to be a little bit concerned about. Michael Lorenzen, on the other hand, did look really good his last time out. 350 ERA, but the underlying metrics suggest it should be in the low fours. So I'm thinking that, you know, he's overperformed a little bit. Don't expect that to continue. Uh, I think that Cease is the better pitcher in this matchup. If so, though, it's not by much. Not by as much as we would have thought coming into the, to the year. Relievers, of course, White Sox bullpen now kind of uh, fully healthy and rocking and rolling and, and projects to be really good. Tigers bullpen, not bad. The model just doesn't like this Tigers offense. Thinks the White Sox offense is better. And that's really what's driving this pick it's on the strength of their projected offense rather than anything else. Um, and of course, the home field helps a little bit. Model says it should be White Sox minus 199. I think win this about two out of three times, making one minus 156 a great investment. According to the model, anything that's minus 178 or better gets the A grade. So you got a lot of wiggle room on this one, even if the price were to get higher. Total is eight and a half. Model says 8.7. Warm day in Chicago around 80 degrees. Wind will be blowing across at around 10 miles an hour. So a little bit of a wind, but not going to help anybody out being across. So just a nice day for baseball. Uh, but again, cease slight advantage. White Sox bullpen, a little bit of an advantage. White Sox offense, big advantage game in Chicago. Model just says everything about this should point to the White Sox and that the price is mispriced because while one team has underperformed this year relative to expectations, the other one has probably overperformed relative to expectations that um, also thinks White Sox is the much better team. And that's why it's on the at minus 156 for an eight grade play. 
4 10 p.m. Eastern Brewers at the Reds. Reds plus 103 is an A grade pick. Almost the A plus play of the day. Remember, if you want all the A plus plays of the day each and every day, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. It costs under $1 per day. This is my second favorite play of the day, best play of the day. Reserved back for the Dub Clubbers. Uh, I really like this one, though. At anything plus odds, even money, I'm all over the Reds here. Model says they should be favored to the price of minus 109 if they win this about 52% of the time. I think that Graham Ashcraft is the better pitcher between him and Colin Ray. Bullpen-wise, Brewers probably a little bit of an advantage, but otherwise the offenses are about the same at this point in the season based off the projections. And so because of that, you know, I just think the, the Reds should be favored. So plus 103 is a great investment both Rhea and ashcraft have higher eras but the underlying metric suggests that ashcraft's era should be about a run lower than his era while as uh colin reyes should be a little bit higher so again i think the reds having that edge there starting pitching matters i like them at home here plus 103 is a great investment in the reds in my opinion model says plus 102 or better gets it to an a grade really my threshold's even money anything even money or better i'm playing the a's at the reds as an a grade play but the other thing i love about this one's the over talked about it uh you know with regards to friday's game being a little bit earlier hasn't played out yet so tbd but expecting the warm weather in that ballpark for the ball to start flying there we're firmly in the summer it seems like in cincinnati that's going to make for a lot of high scoring games especially with the reds pitching being a little bit weaker um they've got some young guys that are pretty good but uh i think they're probably just a little bit overvalued and this offense at home seems to hit pretty well um and i think the same thing is going to be true for saturday it's going to be over 90 degrees for first pitch mid 80s by the end of the game wind blowing mostly across so no real wind effect it'll be more out to start more in to finish so if you uh, are looking at that another angle might be to also play the over in the first five as the warmer temperature when more blowing out means that runs should happen uh, early and often but I, i'm also on the full game over here uh over 10 and a half model projects 11.6 i mean there's really not much more to say than below average starting pitching um, average to below average bullpens Hitter friendly ballpark, really hot day. Going to create a lot of home runs, a lot of doubles ball be flying everywhere. So love the over. Kind of thinking about maybe a little bit of first five over as well, based off of, uh, I just think to be runs early and often. Uh, and again, the Reds at plus 103. Second favorite play of the day for me. Another A grade pick here in the afternoon, 4, 10 p.m. Eastern. Rockies at the Royals. Royals minus 127 gets that A grade. Model says anything minus 132 or better qualifies as an A, as it should be Royals minus 146. Uh, it's an A grade play, and I play all the A grade plays, even if I don't like them. Some of them are uncomfortable. Um, anytime you back the Royals, it's uncomfortable. But again, kind of as we mentioned uh, on Friday, backing the Royals with an A grade pick, uh, you know, you think about it more about fading the Rockies than backing the Royals. And the Rockies are not a very good road team, not a very good team in general. Um, obviously now with Chris Brown on the IL, you know, a little bit weaker. And the same thing goes here uh, as Friday. When you look at the starting pitching, um, the only difference is that, you know, Jordan Lyles there was only slightly worse, the worst pitcher of the two here. Daniel Lynch, I think is the much better of the two between him and Austin Gomer, a pair of lefties, but Lynch, uh, looked pretty good in his first start of the season. Underlying metric project him to be just barely below average, whereas Austin Gomber, the model does not like whatsoever. Seven ERA on the season. Well, part of that is course. The advanced metrics say the field independent, um, 
you know, playing in course field home run independent, right? My projection off that, just based off of the try to park neutralize this says his ERA should be in the upper five. So he's still been very, very bad. And it's not like he's going to be playing in a pitcher friendly ballpark here in Kansas city, which is one of the top, at least 10, maybe top five hitter friendly ballparks still in America. And it's gonna be a warm night, 87 or warm late afternoon, 87 degrees in Kansas city. So we talk about, all the time, right? When, when you get up into the eighties, especially in the nineties in Kansas city and that ballpark, the ball just flies. And so Gomer's going to be up against it again. I think he's gonna give a lot of runs to this Royals offense, um, which isn't, I think the greatest in the world, but I still think it's better than the Rockies. And so Royals, I think should be bigger favorites here. Their bullpen's a little better. Their offense is a little bit better. Daniel Lynch is a little bit better. They're at home. I'm not really sure why this is priced this way. I know that the Rockies, I mean, there should be the Royals aren't very good, but neither are the Rockies, especially on the road. So uh, Royals minus 127, great investment. Not touching the total model projects 9.6, actually seeing nine and a half. And I talk about the, the ball flying course. I just, I want over nine. I, I don't really want to play over nine and a half. Um, I just don't think there's a big enough edge while this is a, you know, hitter friendly ballpark in a warm day. The, Rocky's offense isn't that good. And with a slightly below average Daniel Lynch and slightly below average Rocky uh, Royals bullpen behind him, you know, the Rockies in a, in a, in a day like this, it's very hitter friendly, you know, still should put up some runs, but I mean, they might get three runs. I mean, this could easily be a six to three, five to four type game. And that would still be relatively high scoring, but the Rockies just don't score a ton away from home. So just not, not, I mean, if I had to play it, I'd play the over nine and a half. I'm just not, I'm not going to. Uh, personally, I just don't think it's worth a bankroll. Got a lot of games that we like here on this Saturday and going to have our money spread around a lot of places between all the baseball, hockey at night, right? And just don't really feel the need uh, to invest in this unless you can find an over nine at reasonable odds. Um, we're going to be blowing a little bit in as well, and that's going to keep the runs not not down as much as moderate, right? It's not like it's gonna be, this should I, this isn't set up to be a low-scoring game by any stretch of the imagination, but there are enough things between some of the weaker offenses, um, you know, wind blowing in or whatever that kind of make this where it should be a medium to high scream, not just a complete barn burner, like what I expect to happen in Cincinnati. So uh, if I had to play, I'd play the over, but I'm not going to touch it because nine and a half, I think is a fairly decent price. I am going over though in Yankees and Dodgers, 7.15 PM Eastern Garrett Cole and Michael Grove uh, Cole, you know, 293 ERA, and he's pitched really well. The results have been there, but the advanced metrics suggest his ERA should actually be in the upper threes. He's actually dropped a little bit, according to my model. His his uh, the advanced metrics are worse than his projection was coming into the season. Now the results have been there, but um, I, I'm just not sure. You know, Garrett Cole's still a very good pitcher. It's just from what I've seen so far, he's going to have to get on a roll before we say he's, you know the Cy Young caliber Garrett Cole that we have seen in the past. So good Cole, not great Cole against this Dodgers offense. That might be the best in baseball sets up to score some runs on top of that. Michael Grove is a very bad pitcher in this Yankees offense. Now fully healthy should also score some runs. So, I mean, there should be some runs in this game. Both sets of relievers are solid. Again, Cole's a good pitcher. It's just the offenses are really good. It's a nice day in LA. The wind will be blowing out a little bit stronger than usual. A little bit earlier of a start time is going to make temperature a little bit warmer, going to be more in the upper 60s. Wind not going to die down like it normally does at that park. 
um, once the sun goes down because it's an earlier start time here at 7 Eastern be 4 p.m. local time. And that's going to keep that 10-mile-an-hour wind strong throughout the day. So I think there's going to be some runs in this one. Uh, we typically see at Dodger Stadium, once you get to the summer, day games provide more runs. These offenses are up to that challenge. And again, Michael Grove, not good. Now, he's not as bad as that 844 ERA, but uh, the underlying metrics are right in line with his projection, which is more upper fours. And upper fours on the day with the wind blowing out in Los Angeles against this Yankees offense, that's going to give up some runs. And this Dodgers offense, I think, would score against anybody. And again, this isn't vintage Garrett Cole that I think can shut anybody out. I think both teams put up some runs. Over eight and a half is a good play. Model projects 9.8 runs. This is one where I would definitely be going over nine as well. I like the fact that we win if we get to nine, if we, we win, if it's a 4-4 game. Uh, but even if it's at nine, as long as the juice isn't crazy, like minus 125, I'd still be going over nine as well. So I just think it be runs in this one. Right now, the model would give the Dodgers plus 120 a B grade. I am not playing the Dodgers at a B grade. Rarely is that the case. Usually Dodgers B grade, I'm jumping to play them because the model has a hard time dealing with the outliers. And the Dodgers are potentially, probably, most likely the best team in baseball uh, at this point. I'm just not doing it because even though while everything I said about Cole, I stand by and I'm not sure that he's great Garrett Cole, he's still really good. Um He's still, you know, two and a half standard deviations better than Michael Grove. And that means that Grove probably doesn't have to go very long. I wouldn't be asking him to go very long. The Dodgers bullpen has a lot of depth. But now when you ask them to throw a lot of relievers in there, the Yankees offense, again, being full of strength, is probably going to hit one of them around, you know. And so, uh, you know, I'm just not dying to play the Dodgers to plus 120. I am holding off and requiring an A-grade play before I get invested and officially recommend it. That threshold is plus 130. If it's plus 130 in the Dodgers at home, I know it's against Cole, but it's good enough value that I won't be able to pass it up at plus 120. I'm just not rushing to do it. I'm holding off. I'm going to see what the number does. If it drops, it drops. So we don't have to have a play. That's fine. We already got a play on the over here, uh, but I'm holding off on an A grade for that. The Yankees, on the other hand, if it were a B grade, I would be playing them. That's really in the minus upper one teens. Right now I'm seeing minus 130. So it's not good enough. Value. So right now I'm just holding off on the side. But if the number moves about a dime either direction from where it is as of right now, it would be a good play for me. Again, minus one teens for the Yankees, plus 130 for the Dodgers, the numbers I'm holding out for. If we never get them, we never get them, but always shop around, look around. Some of those numbers might exist at some point. Um, but for now, I think the best investment is the over. And then wrapping us up here, late night, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Braves at the Diamondbacks. With regards to the side, no edge right now. Model says Braves minus 178. Seeing Braves minus 190, that's not really good value, even though Spencer Strider is fantastic and probably the best healthy pitcher in baseball right now. I don't really have to say anything else about him. I've been preaching him for well over a year now. Uh, Dimex plus 175, though, not high enough value. And another situation like with the Dodgers, I probably am waiting for an A grade, which is basically about plus 200. Uh, so right now, just not anywhere near good enough value to play either side on this one. Uh, unless something changes, I think it's priced pretty well. The Braves have the better offense. They've got the better relievers and they've got Spencer Strider against a very below average Ryan Nelson. There's really not much more to it than that. They should be big favorites. They are big favorites, but they're so big. There's just not enough value for me to play them. We don't have to always play big favorites. And we played a lot of them where it's worked out for us, but we're not going to play all of them. And this is one where I'm not going to play the Braves at this number. It doesn't mean they don't win. It just means there's not good value on it right now at minus 190. Uh, minus 180, if it drops about a dime, then I would be interested in it. Not sure it's going to happen, though, so I'm not holding my breath. If it does, though, I, I would jump. Diamondbacks, though, not enough value to jump on the other side, so we're just going to leave that alone. And he said play the under nine at minus 125. My one hesitation with this pick is that the Diamondbacks just announced they're going to open the roof 
for Friday. It's supposed to be 93 degrees at first pitch in Arizona, and that's fairly uncomfortable. And by the time the game ends, it's going to be still in the mid to upper 80s, which is still kind of uncomfortable. Now, we talked about those are the same temperatures that we're seeing in Cincinnati. They don't have a roof. There's nothing you can do about that. As someone who spent a lot of time in Texas, I've been to many a Rangers game before they built their retractable roof stadium, and it was 100 degrees, and it kind of was what it was, and you just sweated your you-know-what off. And it kind of wasn't fun a lot of times, but you know, it was baseball. So you just, you dealt with it. Right. But you know, once you have a roof and you're like, Hey, I'm not like dying of sweat. This is much better. Right. And that's the thing, you know, Cincinnati, they don't have a roof. And so it is what it is. It's going to be high. If you want to go out there, it's high. You deal with it. Right. Like you have a roof, you close the roof and make your people comfortable. So, uh, I don't know why they're opening the roof. Like I, I get that the sun will be going down, uh, for Friday night's game, but like, it's going to be hot, you know, it's going to be really hot there. That's going to make the ball fly a little bit more. Saturday's temperatures look just like Friday's temperatures. So does that mean they're going to open it for Saturday as well? I, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Um, I have a better beat on most of the other retractable roofs. I thought I did on this one too. I thought I kind of had a feel for what they were going to do. Maybe upper 70s, low 80s, they'd open it. But I did not expect low 90s at first pitch. They'd have the roof open. So all that to say, the model says roof closed for Saturday because I think they should close it. But they might not. If they don't close it, I'm less excited about this under. But if they do, I think under nine is a great investment. Why is that? The Braves will score some runs, but I'm not sure how many of the Diamondbacks are going to score off Spencer Strider in that Braves bullpen. Even if they open it up, I'm not sure how many they're going to score. I'm still on the under. I'm still going to play it either way. Um, but I'm just saying something to kind of be thinking about with Arizona that the model's going to project a closed roof for an uncomfortable night like this projects a total of 8.1, but if they open it, it's hot and that's going to make the ball fly a lot more. So just something to think about. I'm on the under nine either way right now, if they close the roof, there's about a run of value, but if they open it, that value is going to be really diminished and it becomes more of an even expected value play. So I'm still making the play, hoping they do the smart thing, but either way, I still think the under isn't a bad play. It's just, if they open the roof, it's a okay play. And if they close it, it's a good play. So it's kind of where my head is on these, uh, this diamondback situation with them opening the roof on a hot night. Hopefully that makes sense. You can kind of, um, take that information and use it to help you make, uh, what your decisions you're comfortable with based off of, uh, if the roof being open or closed, gonna make the ball fly a little bit more or less. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. I will be back again on Sunday night for Monday's baseball games. And until then, over the weekend here, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>